Episode 35, Neutrality and Education. Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Principles and Practice Podcast. Today with me, I have a guest. Our daughter, Keltis Hall, is joining me again for an episode, and we're going to be talking about neutrality in education. Well, Keltis, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me. And Keltis is recovering from her second year of college. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So she's at the beginning of her summer break Mm -hmm. and um, is busy with working full time. Yeah. So... Okay, so Keltis, tell us about some of the classes that you were taking in college this year through Bradford Christian College. Well, a lot of the courses that I've been taking over the past year have been focusing on uh, what makes education Christian and uh, the various components of Christian education. So Keltis, if I remember correctly, you had three classes this past year where you were learning more about education. Yeah. So my first question for you is, is education neutral according to scripture? Why or why not? The first thing that a lot of my texts talked about was whether there was such a thing as neutrality in general. And I think it's important for us to first understand what being neutral is. And according to Webster's 1828 dictionary, neutral is defined as not being engaged on either side or being indifferent, or just not having any bias in favor of either side or party. And this whole idea of neutrality has infiltrated our school system. When looking at scripture, we see in Matthew 12, 30, that Christ said, he who is not with me is against me. And a lot of the authors that I read or listened to talked about how there is no such thing as neutrality, whether it's in education or anywhere else because we can either be for God or against God. There is no middle ground. And so we can't have this in-between space where we are not honoring God or um, honoring Him. There is no place where we can be in-between. So Scripture makes it clear that there is no neutral position that we can take. So from what you've been reading, what would you say to individuals who are Christian who are there in the government schools to teach, and they are there to pray for the students, to try to help intervene for the students in some ways, in in their thinking that they are not against God. They're there on the battleground, on the forefront, to try and be there to influence the students with their exhibiting Christ-like character. So... So what would you say to them when it comes to their being in a government school as a teacher with those intentions, but they're still teaching subjects in the government school that the government lays out for them to instruct the students on? Well, first of all, I think it's good that people have that heart to reach out to individuals who are in the public school system. Mm -hmm. But we need to consider what our role as believers um, is supposed to be. Are we called to be like the world? 
And I don't mean that when they are in the school system that they aren't trying to be a light for Christ, but if they are teaching according to the plans laid out by the government schools, if they are teaching something that is contrary to scripture or teaches morals that um, don't point people back to God, it really limits their impact that they can have on individuals in that system. Mm -hmm. And if we teach something that is contrary to God's word or does not point students to God, I feel like that should kind of ring a bell for believers and um, help them become aware that they are infringing their consciences, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's important for us to pay attention to how our Christian faith needs to apply to all of life, not just when we're at church or doing mission work. We need to be considering how God's word applies in the home, in the school, in everyday life, in the workspace. We can't just limit our beliefs to certain areas of our life. That's not how it's supposed to work. Right. It's like there's a mentality that we can separate our spiritual walk Mm -hmm. from the physical yeah some some authors have worded it as the sacred and the secular some Mm -hmm. people think that there are certain things that are um, only pertaining to the christian walk and then there's things that pertain to everybody so we don't necessarily need to practice our faith as openly in those areas Mm. but scripture makes it clear that we are supposed to be living as a light to others and we're not we're to be in the world not of the world Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of people get that confused Mm -hmm. Well, and it's true, like, when you look at even the subject of math, Mm -hmm. that's not neutral either, because you have a creator God that created Mm -hmm. math, and math teaches us attributes about its creator. Mm -hmm. It was never meant to be divorced from him, nor were the other subjects. And so we're not really able to, in the government school system, point our children to Christ in each subject because of the limitations that there are on what Christians are able to say and not say within Mm -hmm. the school system or with a curriculum. Yeah, and also from what I've seen, when people aren't taught a subject um, in a way that aligns with the truths of God's Word and how it points to God, they tend to have a lack of love for learning. Like, they enjoy learning, but it's not at the same depth that you would get if you are studying God's Word alongside the subject and seeing how God designed it and how it applies to our lives, and it points to Him. Mm -hmm. And its role throughout history, Mm -hmm. it really is amazing that as we study the chain of Christianity, which our listeners can learn more about if they follow the Principles and Practice podcast and go to episode 6. Um, But when you see how each subject on the chain of Christianity has been a part of the gospel moving westward throughout history, Mm -hmm. it's just amazing to study it in that light. It is. Well, what sort of education do the public schools provide for our children? Well, since there's no such thing as neutrality, we need to consider what sort of education the public schools provide. And when looking at... The content of the curriculum and also the um, the worldview that their um, content produces, we begin to see hints of the humanistic Marxist sort of ideas being um, 
ingrained into our, our children and the students. And humanism is a religion. Um, a lot of people don't recognize that. Mm-hmm. But it's instilling anti-Christian values in people, and they're not even realizing it. Right, because we learned on the expansion and erosion link on the chain of Christianity about Horace Mann and John Dewey mm-hmm. and their role in in um, making education follow the Prussian model mm-hmm. and separating students out from, you know, like age segregation and then also teaching the subjects from a humanist perspective. And John Dewey was a signer on the Humanist Manifesto and when reading through the Humanist Manifesto, they actually do declare that humanism is a religion. Mm-hmm. So definitely education is not neutral. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting, too, reading some quotes by different humanist um, individuals. It's interesting that they recognize the power of education and swaying people to mm-hmm. adhere to humanism. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Christians seem to think that, you know, oh, you know, I can send my child to public school and I can correct them when they're at home mm-hmm. or when they go to Sunday school, they'll learn the truth and they'll be okay. Well, even the humanists recognize that that's not very effective. One of them, I think it was Charles Francis Potter, if I remember correctly, he was stating that basically what can Christians do when their children are going to a five-day program of humanist teachings um, every single week and they only go to Sunday school once a week Mm -hmm. and only there for a couple hours. It doesn't do very much. And, you know, children's brains are like sponges, you know, they just soak in what they're being taught. And a lot of them, they they don't think to question what they're being taught. Mm -hmm. And so it's very easy for them to be swayed, especially in their younger years, to adhere to humanist ideas and um, concepts that are not biblical. Mm -hmm. Right. They definitely don't question, you know, why would a teacher be, you know, teaching me something contrary to what I learn at home or in Mm -hmm. church, or they don't know how to reason it through that it is conflicting with biblical principles or the Christian walk and faith. Um, And also they don't necessarily question if they're being lied to or not about some Mm -hmm. things. So, or if it, their teachers are ignorant of right. what is true. Right, because a lot of them have also gone through the same form of education mm-hmm. since Horace Mann and John Dewey got involved with the educational system. Well, what effect is this quote-unquote neutral education having on society? Well, like I already touched on earlier, we're starting to see the results of a humanist Marxist education in the lives of countless individuals today. We're seeing them uh, follow different movements that are promoting humanist ideas, and there's a lack of biblical reasoning um, regarding these issues, and they're taking um, certain measures that uh, are not advocated for by scripture and are not based on biblical ideas. And we're starting to see a lot of negative results of that in our country today and all over the world. Yeah, they're contrary to the message of the gospel. Mm -hmm. 
and the inner working that Christ does in individuals who come to him. So it's interesting to see how subtle that message is Mm -hmm. and that a lot of people who are very compassionate and caring fall for it, not realizing that it's really not... um, changing the inner man which Mm -hmm. can only be done by christ yeah and in any individual so and it is contrary to an american christian education which is what we had at our founding we had it for our first 200 years Mm -hmm. and it's what our forefathers had as soon as the bible got in the hands of the individuals during the protestant reformation there started to be a greater understanding of God's word and how it opened up so many doors in the different fields for biblical reasoning and that was carried over into education mm-hmm. and then we saw a lot of wisdom being put into practice in the different fields yes so if listeners want to learn more about an American Christian education then they can Um, look up episode 32 in our podcast. Okay, Keltus, as Christians, what sort of education should we be providing for our children? Well, like you were talking about, we need to be providing our children with an education that is based on God's Word, and it needs to be pointing them to Christ, and they need to learn how to have a biblical worldview and how to honor God with their choices. And so, like you said, you know, at our founding, we had an education that uh, promoted the use of God's word and its application to our everyday lives. And so you see its application in the way our government was set up and the way our government was ran and the individual's own lives. And all that to say that with the principal approach education, We do acknowledge the erosion that has happened over time. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we learn to ask, when we're studying history, what principles have been violated, what principles are being honored, and who or what is behind these ideas that violate our founding principles, which are founded Mm -hmm. on the Bible. And then we learn about those and we talk about them, and then we're looking to see God's providence in how he uses sinful men, how he works in and through them and their response to Holy God to turn things around and to make improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, again, how it has to do with the fact that the gospel has been shared with others. And again, that internal change that Christ has done in people, and we also look for the redemption in an individual's mm-hmm. story and in a nation's story. Um, Keltus, what constitutes a Christian education, and what should it promote in our children? A Christian education is comprised of several key components. Um, with a principal approach, we help our students learn how to reason biblically. Um, They're taught to use a 4R method, which is researching, reasoning, relating, and recording. So they look at key documents in order to learn more about a subject, and they look at God's Word, and they define words using Webster's 1820 Dictionary, which is the only dictionary that has a biblical worldview. And um, they learn to see history through a providential lens, and they learn to ask questions 
that are reason and relate questions that help them to see God's providential hand in history. And they also learn how to reason internal to external so that they understand the concept of how Christ works in them in order to, to use them. And um, this should promote Christian character in our children and helps them to develop a biblical worldview um, and helping them throughout the rest of their life. So how is it that you decided to go for a degree in Christian education with the principal approach focus? So I was homeschooled with the principal approach, as you very well know, and seeing the contrast between the principal approach and other curricula it has helped me to recognize that we need this sort of education, especially in our country and all over the world. People need to understand the impact that the gospel has on all of life, including our education. And I want to be able to homeschool my own children with it, or if it ends up working out that way, I'd like to start a principal approach school. So that's the main reason why I am getting a degree in Christian education through Bradford Christian College. And on that note, you're also going for the Master Teacher's certification through the Foundation for American Christian Education. Yes. So you'll have that on your resume as well. Mm-hmm. And we are, for our listeners who don't know yet, who haven't listened to our episode on our adventures in Virginia for that FACE summer training course, that's episode nine. Keltis and I will be heading back out to Virginia this summer. We're actually, we're going to be heading out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's coming up quick. The the (laughs) the countdown is on. (laughs) And we'll be demonstrating to classmates and to our master teachers that we can put together principal approach lessons and we can teach them and... um, and then earn our certifications as master teachers as well. It's exciting. It is exciting. I'm looking forward to it. We'll get to connect with friends that we made last year. Mm-hmm. And then I saw some names on the list that I don't recognize. So we'll be making some new friends this year too. Mm-hmm. Well, Keltis, thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate you addressing the topic of neutrality in education. It's very important to have this discussion and to help people to comprehend what's going on because I know there are a lot of people stepping back and asking how did we get to this point and so quickly it Mm -hmm. feels like it's quickly but it's been happening over the course of many years Mm -hmm. and it's just reaping a harvest at this point so Um, All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you let friends know about our podcast and encourage them to follow it and check out specific episodes that you find to be very uplifting and informative to you. And we look forward to having more discussions in the future. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His Glory.